this is episode 563 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, December 14th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about some Earth Defense Force 5, as well as many other Earth Defense Force games, some Divinity Original Sin 2, and a little bit more of Attack on Titan, because I'm almost all caught up with it, and I have some more thoughts on that series. But before that, I just want to talk briefly about a bit of news, uh, and this will be very briefly, um, but uh, Discord put out a tweet I'm not sure if it was earlier today or yesterday, but they put out a tweet that starting in 2019, uh, developers will be able to self-publish games on their platform for a 90-10 revenue split, which is a pretty good split. And makes sense for Discord because I just, I don't see what is appealing about their storefront as it is. There's not a lot of promotion when you launch Discord. It, It shows up now, but it still isn't, that prevalent um it doesn't really catch my eye every time i launch discord i just launch discord and then i immediately jump to whatever channel i want to go to and the the store little billboard uh banner doesn't do much for me but that is a tantalizing split Uh, it's a very good split though i think the days of first on discord games is already long gone i don't see why any game any developer publisher would decide to be exclusive to discord of all places for 90 days it just doesn't make any sense it it doesn't have much of a market share at all i i I don't think and i just I, i don't think discord has done a really good job of making people look at it as more than just a communication service as a way of chatting with like-minded people and whatnot so yeah that's that's good though that they've they're doing that and i don't believe valve has come out and updated theirs since epic has has come out and made their announcement and their split and now with this i i still don't think valve is said anything to combat those or change their ways and i don't know if they will but uh it would be nice if they did uh to make something to just put in something that is more beneficial for indie developers and not just the huge publishers that their current uh change is for Uh, other than that news wise i didn't really see anything that stood out other than just me going to a bunch of sites looking to see if anything happened and being reminded that so many stories are just throwaway garbage that I I don't understand the reasoning for their existence other than these sites feeling the need to constantly have things on their 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 sites and just you know be not current but just constantly have things going on and and not feeling like there's these moments of nothing happening even when there are plenty of moments where nothing happens, just find or, or find something better to do. Do something like I'm doing with Attack the Backlog. Make more creative content and not just these dumb little things like, hey, there's this thing, isn't this funny? It, you know, it, it feels a lot like what I guess Tumblr is, even though I don't really use Tumblr. Tumblr always seemed like to me like a more visual Twitter where. A lot of people just reposted. Like 
Tumblr is something I don't understand. But Tumblr is popular. So I guess if these sites are doing something that is Tumblr-esque, that makes sense. Tumblr-esque sounds really weird. That sounds like something where like the Rice Krispie gnomes live or something. Or Toblerone is a, is a chocolate or something. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of. But Tumblr-esque sounds similar to something else that I can't put my finger on. But speaking of Attack the Backlog, I am so excited that I've already finished the audio for Titanfall 2. And I'll probably wrap up the video today and have that all finished for next Sunday. Not even this Sunday. And I've got a handful of games I'm looking at for the next episode and even the ones after that. And I'm feeling really good right now that I could get a lot under my belt so that I have a really nice cushion, a long cushion. And I'm just really excited right now. I'm feeling really good. I'm in a good place with it. But I did notice something while editing this current audio for, for Titanfall 2 that is something I want to try and change. But it's, it's hard because we all have these dialogue, these vocal tics, if you want to call them that, or just these phrases, word usage, what have you, that we each use that are repeated a lot in our uh, words and, and conversations and whatnot that are things we don't actively think about. But it's clear when you're listening back to yourself or other people can notice. Like, for instance, Greg Miller over at Kind of Funny. He uses a phrase that is like, you know what I'm saying or you know what I mean quite often. And when you start to realize that it's, a, it's a, something that is repeated often, it becomes a bit distracting and a little bit annoying. And for me what I realize is that I say and a lot and I have these ridiculously long run-on sentences that if I were, were writing I wouldn't be doing it that way uh, I you know I have a degree in in writing and I would never have so many ands in there but it's just something that I say a lot and I know I say some other things but the ands have really popped out of me especially with this last Titanfall 2 episode so i'm going to try and hold back on that or just not do it as much though it's it's going to be hard and it may end up sounding worse just because in the beginning it'll be me really thinking and trying to do it and, and just doing it in my head and it won't feel super natural but we'll see how it goes i don't know it's just something that i i noticed maybe everyone else hasn't noticed or they do and they just don't care because it's me conversing with myself it's not reading it so there's always difference in that you know there's a, a, a there's much more freedom in expression verbally than on the the, the page but i i would like to still not do it as much but uh with Attack the Backlog, Titanfall 2 wrapped up. The game I'm thinking about going to next is Never Alone, which is that, I think, Eskimo game. And it's only about three hours, and the DLC is an hour. I have that as well. So I was thinking 
I could play through that, and that is the perfect attack the backlog game because it's one that I look at all the time, and I always think I should I should probably play this at some point. But without a show like this, I never would really get around to it. There's I I, I am pretty confident that I would never play Never Alone, despite it supposedly being pretty good, if not for this new series. So that is one I'm thinking about going back to Transistor. It's like six hours, and I should really play that because I love Bastion, uh, especially for the story. And Transistor is supposed to be pretty good. And, you know, I have it on PlayStation 4. Uh, I think it was a plus game at some point. I also have it on PC, but I can play that as well. That's the one I'm thinking about. Uh, Valiant Hearts is another one that I've wanted to play for a long time. I think it's Valiant Hearts. There are a lot of games that are like, Vagrant, like, I don't know. There are a lot of V-something games that I always get confused. Valiant Hearts, I'm thinking, is the World War One side-scroller thing. Um, Unravel, Sonic Generations, which I booted up because I'm thinking, this is one I could go back to as well. And it looks really good. I don't think it's Xbox One X Enhanced, but it might be because it looks really nice on my X. But I'm also looking at... The killer, not killer inside, what is it, killer, not killer seven, but that is another one, but something, sword, dude, same thing, killer thing, I don't know, but also Shadows of the Damned was not a one that I thought about a long time ago, but there are a lot I'm looking at, and some longer ones, and I want to also maybe start on some of the side projects, which... When I was thinking about it, I, I think I've come to the conclusion with the offshoots of Attack the Backlog, uh, Attack the Crap Log, which is where I play shitty games that I know are shitty. You know, Some of the games I play for Attack the Backlog, I may end up not liking and thinking are shitty, but games I know are shitty uh, would, be subject, uh, would be left for Attack the Crap Log. And then Second Runs, which is where I play through a game I've already played through and loved and just have been wanting to get around to and, and replay for a long time. I think the way those will work will be on YouTube, which is probably going to be their, their main place of consumption. They'll be in their own series, their own playlist, and all that jazz. They'll be their own thing. But in audio form, podcast form, they will be in the Attack the Backlog feed on off weeks. So, you know, there, there will still be plenty of weeks where it's, you know, one episode every other week. But then occasionally you'll see a special episode uh, on that off week, which will be an Attack the Crap Log episode or a second run episode. And I'm thinking, uh, I don't know which I'll be doing first. I really want, I want, I want to get a little bit of a cushion so I don't feel like I'm stressing too much. But I really, really want to go back to Jade Empire. And that's, that's not a short game. So I want to have a, a decent cushion with just backlog in general but moving on to what i've been playing so i have played the first 10 or so missions of earth defense force 5 and i am a huge earth defense force fan i've been one since 2017 on xbox 360 i only played 2017 insect armageddon and 2025 which i all really enjoyed and then i fell off the series because i think it moved away from xbox after that but i'm not sure if that is entirely true i think it moved to vita for a little bit and maybe also was on playstation but never ended up it, it wasn't 
being uh, brought to the States for a period of time. I'm not sure about that, but Earth Defense Force 5 is another Earth Defense Force game. And guess what? It doesn't look that much better than, say, 2017, uh, despite how long it's been since those. Um, and what's really surprising, though, about Earth Defense Force 5 is, 5 is that after playing it for 10 missions, 9, 10 missions, you know, an hour and change, maybe maybe two hours, I don't know. Um, I'm not really enjoying it. I'm, I'm not super into it. And part of it is because it makes a terrible, terrible, terrible first impression. I went back and played Insect Armageddon 2017 and 2025 just to see what the first mission was like. Because I remember liking all those and I was trying to figure out, is it just that? I don't like this type of game anymore, or is it specifically five that is rubbing me the wrong way? And in 2017 and 2020 and 2025, it starts out in both cases with the insects coming at the camera and civilians screaming and running towards the camera as well. And then you're just thrown into the middle of it all in the middle of the street and the insects are coming your way and you just have to take them on. They don't tell you about the controls or anything. You just have to figure it all out for yourself. And it's super ridiculous and fun right off the bat because you're thrown into the city. The The buildings are all destructible. And you got a whole bunch of ants coming at you. And they call them insects and all that stuff with bugs. And it's a good old time. And Insect Armageddon, it starts off with a turret section from a helicopter that reminds me a lot of the camera section from the very beginning of the first dead rising so you do that for a little bit and then you're thrown down into the the city and you take on a bunch of bugs and it feels great you know how earth defense force 5 starts it starts with a fucking long drawn out tutorial that is ridiculous and so boring the first mission is you starting off you can't do anything until the guy says okay move the left analog stick that'll let you move around and then you can move around you can't move the camera yet then I'll tell you, move the right analog stick. You can move the camera around. Then you can use that. So you can't use any of these buttons until you're told that you can. And you go through this entire tutorial that's in this underground bunker. And you can't fight any bugs at any point. Eventually, your CEO who was taking you around and doing all this crap, he gets eaten by a bug who is hiding behind a door for whatever reason. And just one of them. You don't kill that bug. Other guys come and help, and they kill the bug. And then I think after that, <laughs> your CO is dead. Uh, it wants you to stay by his body for whatever reason. You don't get a gun still. It does like a, a wipe, or, or it fades out and then fades back into a shooting range where you shoot some targets. You, you learn how to shoot guns by shooting some targets, which doesn't feel great. It's so stupid. And then the next three missions, I think, um, you're just fighting through this underground tunnel, this underground like bunker, which is pretty large, fighting groups of uh, ants. You don't get outside until the fifth mission, I believe. And even when you do, it's outside on a base with not a lot of buildings or anything to do. And it just never feels that great. Another weird thing, when you're shooting the ants with a machine gun, it'll do damage to them. And the damage looks like shit. And when I say it looks like shit, I mean it literally looks like shit. It looks like you're shooting them with shit bullets. Because the, the color 
that this damage takes on them is this poo green, this nasty poo green, and it's not like it's it looks like wounds. It looks like it's they're being covered with this instead of it just it looks really weird. It just looks like you're covering them with shit. And I found that to be a little bit disgusting and nasty. Um then after that you finally end up in the city and you start taking on flying saucers which are a little annoying to deal with but whatever that, that that was fine and then you get the spiders as well after that section and the the weird thing about spiders is when you're shooting them with the machine gun and you kill them they look a little nasty cuz they they spurt out this purple blood but when you kill them their bodies look like a smashed peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's the color it looks like, at least to me. They look like just punched, smashed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all over the ground with, you know, legs and eight eyes and stuff. But it hasn't grabbed me so far. And I don't know if it's just that it made a terrible first impression and I have to give it more time. But going back to 2017 and 2025 and insect armageddon and just jumping into the first mission of all those i was having a blast the the first weapons you have in those games are also a lot more fun these uh rocket launchers that shoot a bit faster and just feel better i don't know it's it's weird because it is so similar uh outside of that terrible terrible introduction it if this was someone's first earth defense force game i would i would be really sad for them because it's a terrible intro i hated it so much i was like this really we're dealing with this nobody nobody who's interested in the earth defense force series is new to gaming and needs to be told how to control a game they know how to do it because this is a niche ass dumb stupid game that's why we play it we play it because it's janky and dumb and silly and just a good podcast it's a good turn off your brain and just wreck havoc and destroy buildings destroy these giant bugs and all this stuff and they call the bugs in the game monsters i don't like that they didn't do that in at least two of the old ones i played i i don't remember if the, uh, the other one that i don't remember which one it was but they call them bugs or insects but they call them monsters in defense in earth defense force 5 and that annoyed me because they're clearly giant ants. Why are you calling them monsters? But I digress. It is very much so Earth Defense Force. You know, you know it still feels old. It looks old. It, it's got all that going for it. But there's just something about it that isn't working as well. I don't know. I just don't know. I I I, I need to put more time into it because. I want to know if it's really that bad first impression. But going back and playing the old ones, I'm like, man, I wish these would go on sale on Xbox already because all three of those games are backward compatible and they still feel great. And they look not that much worse than Earth Defense Force 5. So it's not like you're playing uh, number 5 for the looks. They haven't really upgraded the visuals at all. And even the design on the creatures isn't any different really. You just get to look at ants covered in shit and spiders turning into peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, really. Um, but yeah, I hope those go on sale at some point. Especially, I think it's 2025 that is still digitally $60, which is just insane. 2017 is 
15 bucks and then insect armageddon is 20 bucks i believe i could have insect armageddon and 2025 mixed up but i think i have it right because i'm pretty sure insect armageddon came out before after uh, before 2025 um but yeah earth defense force five as someone who loves the series has not grabbed me in the way the series has up until this point which is disappointing and then divinity original sin 2 i played two-ish hours maybe a little more with a friend of mine and i never i played probably about 25 hours maybe even more of the first game uh and i really enjoyed it but i found it to get a little tedious uh the tedious isn't the right word i just felt it to be really slow and um that it I didn't feel like there was a lot of progression. I, I just felt that like I was in the same area for so long. There are all these different side missions to do and that it was a challenging game and I felt like I had to level up a bunch and all that kind of jazz and it just it it, it felt very, I, I I felt like I was going nowhere after a certain point. Like I was, I played so many hours and at a point I just thought, I'm still here. I'm, I, I've been enjoying this in the story, but I want to get out of here and I don't think I can get out of here yet. Um, but I never played that one co-op or anything. And so I haven't played any of Original Sin 2 at all by myself or anything. So jumped into it with my buddy he hasn't played any of he hasn't he didn't play the first game and this is his first time playing this one and the way the game starts out is that you get this really short little you first build your character whatever and you you have a fair amount of customizable options in terms of your class and the abilities and schools and talents and all these things that you can pick from Uh, you can make a very, there are a lot of different options that you can pick and choose from to to make whoever you want to make, and the game starts off with this cutscene or whatever that shows like a witch that summons these monsters and she's doing it so that she can get on this thing or whatever so she can kill this other person. I don't know, whatever. It's really short and brief, but you start off inside the ship in the bottom of it. Is it the barrels? I don't know. I don't know what the hell the parts of a ship are called, but you start off strapped to this uh bed whatever like frankenstein one of those kind of things uh and this woman is like oh you know blah 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 i don't really know she's clearly been experimenting on you or something you have this collar on you that prevents you from using source or something that's not important you're you're in there then you you go to the upper floor the middle floor not the top of the ship and you talk to her again, and she's like, hey, something happened here. And you walk around, and you see a dead body. And you're like, somebody killed this person. You got to find out who it is. That's, that's your goal at this point. And me and my buddy were talking to everyone, trying to figure out who killed this person. We couldn't figure it out. Uh, and we, <laughs> it ended up, I, it seems like we broke the game. Because the way everything worked out is that, we talked to a bunch of people. I don't think we probably talked to everyone, but we talked to a few people and my buddy, one of his skills or, or abilities or what have you is uh, 
being able to eat dead flesh and gain life from it. So he just, he really wanted to see if he could eat this dead body. And when he did that, it made some of the, the, the guards of the, the ship hostile towards him. And then I walked near him and I became part of the combat as well. We didn't have any weapons. We didn't really have any abilities that we could use. They're all well armored and all this stuff. And it seemed like we were just going to die. And he died, but I ran away because I'm like, screw all this shit. I don't want to deal with anything. I also, I think, lit myself on fire accidentally. <laughs> but I ran away to the other part of the ship. And that made, that that's where the game just went absolutely crazy. The game lost its mind because when I moved over to where more of the characters were, at that point, all the guards became hostile and all the other slaves and, and what have you, uh, people like us who are being held captive for whatever reason, they became friendly to us and hostile towards the guards. And then it just became this ridiculously long, drawn-out battle where all these other captives were fighting against these guards. And you look at the, the order, the move order for the attack order or whatever, um, in the top screen and there were probably like 20 characters in there and it was just slowly watching these characters and realizing that some of them are super badass and also apparently they were I didn't even notice this I didn't catch this they are the characters that you could start out and play as in the game if you don't create a custom character which was neat you know reminiscent of say Dragon Age where you can play as these ones and find them in the game some of them ended up dying, but there were some who were super badass and just destroying people. But it just became this ridiculous, long fight where me and my buddy weren't really doing much because we didn't have much to offer. Uh, he was a, a not a ranger, a rogue, and I think a rogue or something. But his main skill was in bow and arrow, and he didn't have a bow or anything. I didn't have any kind of weapon. I could turn people into chickens and shoot fire daggers at them but everyone's magic defense was too high to use my chicken thing on them so that was worthless i could go invisible for a time but that fight played out and eventually all the guards were killed and we got up to the top floor and there was a crack in there and we fought some bugs or whatever, and then we went down to the area because we killed those bugs. And this kid who was one of the captives was in this boat saying, hey, do you want to just go or are you going to go go get the other survivors? I was like, no, I, I don't care. Let's just go. I thought my buddy said the same thing, but I guess he didn't make a decision in time or something. So... The kid wouldn't let us leave until we went back down and saved the people. So we went down, and then a bunch of bugs came out of nowhere, and it turned into this ridiculous fight as well. But we saved a handful of the of the other people, and then we got on the boat, and the, the Kraken... We didn't get on the boat. Never mind. We didn't get on the boat because the Kraken went crazy and smashed up the ship, and then we washed up ashore. And that is where our playthrough ended. But it was such a ridiculous way to start the game. And I, I don't know how it plays out for most people because I can't imagine the majority of people 
experience that because it felt so wrong the entire time we were doing it because we were in there we we started off in the bottom and we just went upstairs and talked to these people and they're like okay there's this dead body find out who did it also the person who did it they already knew who did it it was behind this door that we couldn't get to because it was locked but they already knew that the witch from earlier in that cutscene, she fucking killed them she admitted it i guess as well but how are we supposed to get over there so we can like it didn't make any sense i don't know if we were actually supposed to start this ridiculous fight but if we were it's ridiculous because it's so long and there's so many characters and it gets so crazy but one of the characters licked me and my friend he licked she licked my friend first and then licked me so that was weird and this other one wanted me to fake being her husband and she was kind of a crazy loony bin um but my friend was commenting how it felt like a D&D campaign where it's just like anything could happen and it's ridiculous and and fun and silly and I I had a blast playing it because it was so ridiculous and unexpected and I like I I, I like that it, it was a good time and I don't know if the rest of the game is going to feel that way but if it does I think it's going to be a real enjoyable experience and it's really fun to play with another person I I liked Divinity Original Sin it was a a good time and it has good dialogue and all that jazz but playing it with another person and having these experiences is extra special so looking forward to playing more of that but it was just it was just this ridiculous thing that still thinking about it feels so incredibly wrong I, I just how can that can't be the way it's supposed to play out but the fact that it it worked and that it it didn't end in a game over or whatnot is awesome but if that is what i really hope is that this isn't the way it plays out for everyone because if if this is how it just plays out for everyone then the magic of the the craziness of that happening is lost a little and i don't know i haven't i haven't googled or anything if you know don't tell me let me live in this magic just like with a magic trick do you really want to know how it's done or do you want to just believe it's magic let me believe this experience in divinity original sin 2 is magic just let me believe it but um that uh that was a good time and that's pretty much all i've been playing i haven't ret- i haven't played smash since the last episode or anything uh, in part because world of light did turn me off so much and i haven't gone back even to try it on easy or anything so we'll see how that goes uh but last but not least before i end the show completely attack on titan i finished the second season and i'm almost done with the third season the way i would rank it is season two definitely on top then season three and then season one i enjoyed season two quite a bit you know because both season two and season three are shorter so they're paced a, a bit better they're not as slow they don't have as slow of an introduction and there was a lot of fun stuff going on in season two and revelations and fights and all that kind of jazz and I, what it didn't have as much overwhelming melodrama as the other two seasons. The first season is just so melodramatic; it's, it's crazy. And then the third season is full of more political intrigue and discoveries in that sense, and some very melodramatic scenes and a little bit of whining and whatnot. And it's just it's it's better than the first season. And there's some 
good revelations in terms of the story and some cool moments in the the first episode i think in particular or maybe one of the first episodes had really really nice animation that i really appreciated but the second season definitely for me is the standout of the series so far and yeah that's that's pretty much it nothing else to say about it when i am finished with that who knows what i will jump on to next but yeah that is a good place to end it so that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i'm your host marcus nez y'all can find me on twitter and pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast the pixelated paranormal podcast and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here podcast, or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and watch both of them there. As always, I think it is best to watch Attack the Backlog uh, instead of listening to it, and the most recent episode, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, is... A good one. They're all good ones. But uh, that one is especially good because Hellblade is such a good game. It's not the best game I've played in the series. That still is Symphony of the Night, which is just incredible. God almighty, that game is so good. I, I, well, I should just do a second run for that already. But I also haven't played the, the, the Upside Down Castle or whatever, so I could just do that. But, um, yeah. If you like crazy kooky colorful art and want to check out some of mine you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out there if you see something to like click the link it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy and if you fancy the site in general and everything we do please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way and that will do it and so i say bye, bye.